Welcome to the realm of magic and mystery, classic horror and sci-fi. You are now entering the House of the Unusual podcast with your hosts, Eddie and Joe. Welcome all you cool ghouls and friendly fiends to the House of the Unusual podcast. I'm your host, Joe Pavlansky, and with me as always are my good buddies, Eddie Guevara, Chuck Caputo, and his beautiful wife, Sherry Caputo. Welcome, everyone. Hey, okay. How's it going, guys? All right. Hello. <laughs> hey, there you are. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, guys. So, yeah, we've had a... Uh, there's been a, a busy week, and um, I think for everybody, but you know what? We're going to see what you guys are up to. So, uh, Chuck and Sherry, what's going on? And, um, well, yeah, we'll see what's going on in your guys' neck of the woods. Yeah, there. we're over here in Pittsburgh land. Yeah, pretty good. Well, we're knocking these shows off, and uh, and she's been coming with me, so it's nice that she can well, keep let's, me let's, ex- let's explain to the people out there that, unfortunately, Chuck... Uh, I think a storm through the area or something threw off his internet, so he's trying to use the phone today. So, Chuck, uh, you can start again because everything that you said kind of muffled out a little. Yeah, I oh. think you're, you're catching a little bit of that storm that, that's coming through here, too. So I'm hoping my internet stays up because it's we've yeah. got about 40 miles an hour wind here. Yeah, we've had some problems getting online. But you know what? I've been keeping very busy with the magic shows. Uh, we've been uh, We've been knocking them off. I have another one tomorrow and another show, and Sherry's going to come with me, so it'll be a lot of fun. Yippee. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Good deal. So, Sherry, how, how have you been enjoying uh, retirement? Oh, loving it. Really Probably. love it. Yeah. I don't know how I found time to work. <laughs> <laughs> no no desire to go back or to, you know, part-time or nothing oh, like no, that? No, no. No, no, not at all. Moving <laughs> on. Good. I don't blame you. <laughs> yeah, just moving forward, right? Yeah, she was a nurse for uh, she was a registered nurse for thirty yeah. for thirty one years. Oh, I mean, that's wow, a, that's enough. That's enough. Yeah, that, that's plenty <laughs> enough. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. time to just relax. That's yeah. right. Enjoy that's, that's life. That's true. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Chuck will keep you busy enough. <laughs> oh, he does. <laughs> yeah, and we go and work out at the gym and. We've been doing a lot of different things, so. And we like to get into golf as soon as it does finally. Yeah, when the weather breaks. Breaks yeah. completely, we'd like to go go golfing. That's always a lot of fun. Yeah. I, I tell you, the the closest I get to golf is miniature golf, man. That that's yeah. it. Some putt putt. <laughs> that's all I could do. Yeah. <laughs> that you, sounds like fun. You know what? We just we just we, we, you know we keep it as a hobby. We're not very good. You know what? We're first to admit it. But if you go nine holes, it's not that bad. Eighteen holes is too much, but nine holes is pretty good. For us, yeah, old <laughs> yeah. For us old timers, yeah. Yeah, something to keep busy, a, a new hobby. So, yeah, that, that's good. I'm glad to hear you guys are, are keeping busy and, and enjoying life finally instead of working yeah. constantly. That's yeah, right. That's getting, the, getting the yard together. It's coming up to plant and flower time. And yeah. 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 Doing a lot of stuff around the house. Cool. Good deal. Yeah. So, Eddie, what's what's new over in, uh, in Jersey land? I heard you've been, you're still moving, huh? Yeah, well, uh, this is turning into a slight nightmare. I keep, uh, I've done already three trucks, and it looks like it's. I, I got to rent another fifteen footer, and um, I'm gonna do tonight like one or two more trips in my car. I've got a total of ten trips in my car so far. Oh man! Um, and I honestly don't understand how in the world I managed to grow so much. <laughs> I mean, I found so many things, and I'm gonna be posting pictures probably tonight. 
because I have at least 30, 40 photographs of things I've uncovered that I didn't even know I've had. So I've, I've taken the chance to open up a few boxes and take photographs of the contents inside. Oh, wow. That sounds, wow. That sounds cool. I'll put it in the forum. People will be able to look at it and uh, I guess whatever. Some people salivate over it. Some people whatever. I'm about to toss it in the river. Uh. <laughs> I honestly didn't. I mean, it's it's become overwhelming uh, for two reasons. One is it's the time of the year that I'm moving. My son is in the police academy, so he's not around to help. Mm. So I'm doing it by myself. And right now, when you're talking about golfing and stuff, I'm thinking that if I go golfing right now, the way I feel, I'll take a lounge chair. And when I hit the ball, I'll sit down for an hour before I go retrieve it. There you go. <laughs> Maybe whatever, have a dog retrieve it for me if I could. I don't feel like walking. And right now, the fact that I have to do a trip tonight has me like, ugh. Because if not, it's never going to be finished. Yeah. yeah. I'll tell you what. I've seen some of those pictures. Yeah, I think the problem is that he is is that you collect everything. You know, you, it's not <laughs> oh, just one thing. You collect everything. Oh. Too much, too much. Yeah. Huh? Wow. I found yeah. yesterday a bunch of Lionel trains. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, even trains, man. You know what? Trains. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what it is with me is I, I, I got in the beginning. I think it, it's like this. You start mail order and you love the stuff you grow up and you want to have. You want yeah. to have, uh, you know, the x-ray glasses, the seven-foot goals, the Polaris sub. And then you have that item you can't find, which in my case is like the robot plants and stuff. I know. Take a drink, everybody. Yeah. Take a drink. And um, and then what happens is I think uh, subconsciously you want to fill those gaps in. And what you do is anything that resembles a robot, anything mm. that resembles mail order, you start buying. And I'm, I'm thinking that because, I mean, honestly, to have four 10 by 10 storage rooms, mm. plus a 10 by 30, that's 30 oh, feet oh deep by. Uh, wow, that is crazy. And, and not be able to, you know, to, I mean, it's just crazy. I have a, I saw a collection of popular science because I bought a, the ads. I, I have a collection of popular science that goes back. 1927, I think it is, uh, the 12 issues. I have, uh, if you guys remember that famous magazine that I, we spoke, it, it it's called Science and Invention. It's oh, yeah. A, 19, a yeah. 1923 issue. They're oversized. They're like the really big, large life magazines used to be, large like that. Yep. And obviously, a lot of people might not remember, but even Boys Life magazine back in the 60s, early 70s, they were huge like that. Oh, they were big. I remember that. I remember that. Yep. And the thing that made Boys Life so cool was that they had so many novelty ads in them, you know? Yeah. Pages after pages. And, and I mean, that's what made me buy the magazine. Um, at that time, it was only subscription through Boy Scouts. So my cousin was a, a Boy Scout and, and he would give me the magazines. But the point I'm trying to say to you, though, is that I don't know how to express, but I, I've gone robots oh my gosh i have so many robots or so many robotic related things it's insane yeah. then i found myself back in the early not early 80s i think like uh, mid 80s building robots myself i built one one time which was phenomenal seven foot robot i built it just to look like the one in the ad um cardboard and i i actually bought from uline or fidelity office products i forgot where it was I was able to buy 12 
48 inches by 24 inch, uh, uh, you know, the 200 pound test cardboard, they were flat sheets. So I came home, I took a ruler and I, and some duct tape and everything. And I put together a massive seven foot roll, but that took me two and a half weeks. Whoa. I was so proud building it, put it together. I had it in my living room and my wife one day took the advantage of because she told me, you know, you should throw that out. And I'm like, don't worry. I'm gonna throw it away. I, only said, yeah, I only said I was going to throw it away because in reality, I was just like shutting her up and, and pushing it, but she took it for granted and tossed it out of me. Oh, I wow. I'm like, where's my robot, man? Oh, I threw it out. You told me you were going to throw it out. I'm like, I wow. don't mean that, man. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, I do have a faded photograph of that that I have to find, and I'm going to post the sad story. And then after that, I decided to try to build another robot, but I wanted to make it out of wood, or at least a wooden frame with a sheet metal around the outside. That robot I put together took me, but instead I, I kind of did it wrong because I did like two by twos and I need a, a square frame with the two by twos. And it was kind of weak a little bit. It didn't come out as, as strong as I wanted. So um, I had my son, he was like five, six years old at the time. And he took the drill and actually took it apart, which was so funny. Um, I had him take it apart and he had this electric power drill, not electric, you know, like electric meaning battery. And I let him, he was six years old, whatever, but he actually did a good job. And then um, the third one I built, I almost finished it. And then I, I didn't have the space and the wife was complaining that. I was turning the living room. What is that? What does that sound familiar? I, I know what well, she said. I was turning the living room into a garage. I had the robot standing out in the hallway because she didn't want it in the house. And <laughs> no. the maintenance people in the building, and, and now the complex where I live is about 300 apartments, and they're like, you know, there are many little townhouses attached, like a gated community. And everybody in the complex had noticed the seven foot robot in the hallway. So it was kind of like the talk of the town here because of the fact that. I was a superintendent back then, and I was pretty kind of uh, involved. It was kind of funny. But anyway, I bought it back in the house. <laughs> finishing it. I bought power wheel motors for it. And when I mean power wheels from like an old, uh, uh, I, I went on eBay, and I got two motors from a wheelchair is what they were. And I was going to make this thing walk just like the 1950s robots, like side by side like that. Nice. And well, to make a long story, I, I put it in my store in display in 1989. Or I had it in the store for a while, and then I took it out. And to the point is, I took it apart. It's been in my storage since, and I have all the sheet metal that goes around it, all that stuff. But I have it. It's still kind of built, semi-built, but not completed. Um, I need to put the parts back together again. Um, but that's what I did. I, I guess that was a way of me not getting the original robot plans. And subconsciously, I kept myself busy doing that. And it was fun. Yeah. Not my wife, it wasn't. She hated yeah. it. <laughs> but, uh, I found time building and putting together. So, Chuck, I was kind of like you. I was always tinkering. I bought mm -hmm. a power saw. And then, you know what? And then I became lame. And, like, for the last seven, eight years, nine years, I, I could say I haven't really tinkered with anything. Um I became kind of like where just looked at my collection and a little bit of everything from popular science that go back to 1970, every issue to the present, 
to, I mean, it's crazy. Yeah. And, and that, you know, turned into where the wife calls me a hoarder, but, um, Right now, after which I've always thought after carrying and, and doing three truckloads, man, and I'm talking about a 17 foot U haul and no. two 15 foot U hauls packed to the very back. Wow. 10 cars, which is a CRV, which is like a semi truck, seats no, down, loaded with boxes. Wow. And I'm still like a U haul away and a couple of other trips. I'm kind of like, I don't know if she's right or not, but yeah, if you had that stuff in the house, Eddie, you'd be a typical hoarder. You'd have to you'd have to climb over a climb over a mountain of stuff just to get into your house. I, I, that, that would be crazy, man. It's and the funny thing about it is that I said, you know, this is back in nineteen. I mean, two thousand and fourteen. I uh, I was calling. I don't know why. I got the telephone number for Sotheby's and Christie's in New York. And at the time, I was asking if I wanted an appraiser to come out, whatever. I forgot what company they sent me to. And I have, I have to look at the certificate. But anyway, the guy charged me like 260 bucks. They came out. They looked at my stuff. They, they took a... And... Uh, you know, wow. It's, <laughs> it sounds like a duck. We got a, we got a duck on here tonight. It's going to... What is that? <laughs> I don't know. Is that you, you know what I was I was looking up at at uh, Stupid Comics magazine to see if there's anything new, and they have a a green and and white button. So I press the green button, and it makes the farts. <laughs> oh, I thought. Oh that, my! I thought that was a duck. Oh, that's on the uh, website, not on the comic. Yeah, it's on the website, and then they have this one. Oh, this one sounds. <laughs> That sounds like a that sounds like a robotic fort, a robot fort. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. But anyway, you know, guys, the, the point is the whole thing is that I, I'm about to they appraised the collection at 1.4 to 1.8 million dollars. Wow. In 2014. So I'm trying to figure out, um, you know, how to sell it. <laughs> yeah, sell it and go sell, sell it. And go play golf. Uh, <laughs> miniature <laughs> golf. Yeah, miniature golf. Well, actually, I can sell it and start my own uh, flying source of business with Joe, the investigator. Yeah, there you, there you <laughs> go. That's perfect. Wow. You can even build a prototype, Joe, and put it in your yard, man. I'll fly away on it, man. Go to distant distant planets and, and bring yeah. back some uh, some collectibles from other planets. Like you, maybe you, you go to a different planet and they have their version of comic books or, or movies on there. Yeah, did you end up going out to that yeah. thing, Joe, in in Greensburg, Pennsylvania, out toward the uh, out toward Westmoreland Move County, on. out to the MUFON meeting? Yeah, you know what I did, and um, I ran into I actually ran into a buddy out there, and I I made it to about one thirty, two o'clock, and then I left. It was okay. Um, it was very not good. <laughs> well, really? that way. I'm surprised. Wow. Yeah, it was very disorganized. Um, there was one good good speaker. Um, I I didn't really agree with what he was talking about, but it was interesting. Mm-hmm. And the the rest were, were just were were bad. Um, oh, wow. was, we'll, we'll put it this way: that the the guy the buddy I met out there, him and his uh, father in law, they left before I did. And about the time that I left at two o'clock, there was probably half the people there that were there in the morning. Wow, oh, man, they, oh, man, they gotta get 
they got to get on the stick and start making it pretty interesting. You know, huh? you know yeah, there was, you know what, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I'm not going to, you know, talk bad about any of the, the guests or anything, but they should have, I, I think, um, kind of vetted a little bit more of, of some of the guests and, mm-hmm. um, it, it just it, it it wasn't good and it like i said it wasn't from just my perspective there was a lot of people that were leaving there was even one lady i was i wish i would have known who she was because i would have shook her hand that she was calling out one of the guests for kind of gatekeeping information uh. she had kind of a little spat with him it was getting a little bit heated and and you could tell he was getting uncomfortable uh. and he was either he was either lying or trying to withhold information or a little bit of both and i think his his mm-hmm. whole presentation he was there was a lot of lies mixed with embellishments and half truths and and gatekeeping information and mm. yeah it, it it wasn't good like i said i i left i, I just couldn't so you hopped back on your flying saucer and went back home to ohio huh yeah <laughs> took that hour and a half drive back home and i said you know oh, well let me tell you, Joe, you gotta have a pretty cheap flying saucer for an hour and a half from it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it won't hey, you know what that I that, that flying that flying saucer, it runs on <laughs> <laughs> Hey hey Joe. Uh, that kind of gas. Yeah, he's getting, Joe's, getting, Joe's getting carried away with that button. Yeah, he's getting he's getting into no, what I was going to tell you guys, if, if and, and Joe, you're not aware of this. Have you ever looked at a magazine like the Popular Science from the 1980s? Yes. Okay, if you look in the back, and, and this is uh, something that will be up your alley, because uh, you need to probably build your own saucer so it won't sound like that. Does it run on? Yes, it runs on. But the, <laughs> the thing about this flying saucer like is... They used to advertise. There was a uh, see before people don't realize this. I'm sure you guys do, but when we were young in the 70s, me and Chuck, man, they used to sell rubber power airplanes. Cox, oh, yeah. Cox Cox used to make like a gas powered anything we had. Gas. <laughs> I think I think it was like that because a Cox it was like thirty dollars back then. I remember uh, a yep. Mustang, a silver Mustang. Yep, was gas powered. The only way this thing flew is with a string that you held on your hand, the gas powered it, and you had to spin it around the air. You remember that, Chuck? I do remember that. That was cool, man. We had nothing. I mean, it doesn't matter how you tried. You couldn't get nothing off the ground. There was this also, the rubber band power uh, airplanes that were balsa wood. I I remember that. I used to to play with those. I'd take them up to the cemetery because it was real windy. It would help uh, make it It, lift a little bit. It lifted, but they only went like uh, five feet up in the air, and they crashed. They yeah, they crashed, and then the balsa wood would break. It was yeah. terrible. And then when the sharper image came around, they started uh, selling, which I have an original, like a flying saucer that took off, and the only way it worked was by a, a, a long, it was tethered to the base, and it would only go like three feet in the air, and it lasted yeah. like 10 minutes. Horrible. Yeah. It's horrible. So now they got little things that fly off your hand. I like I, I guess that we didn't know anything about aerodynamics before the no. 90s, to be honest with you. And I mean, before 2000, because honestly, any toy that would fly, if you look anywhere, it was never airborne. Only kites were. And even pl- flying a kite, unless you knew how, yeah. you ran up in the air and it would turn around and hit the ground again. Yeah. yeah. 
I spent trying to fly a kite for almost 20 years, man. I never <laughs> get the darn thing off the ground. I tell you what, way back when I was a kid, the best kites were the paper ones. If those were built nice and sturdy, they would take off pretty good. Like I said, we'd always go to the cemetery. It was really windy up there. My dad would take my brother and I and would build those paper kites, and they would get pretty good. Those those plastic ones weren't as good for some reason. It always crashed to the it, ground. There was one call that I still have my original called the pupper kite that was about 10 feet long, tall and inflated. And oh, okay. uh, those kind of, you know, but the wind would pull up. I mean, I never flew it, but it looked like it would fly. And then, of course, there was a catalog called Into the Wind and all this. They sold hundred and something dollar kites, $500 kites. Yeah. And they, of course, would, but then you couldn't be under 150 pounds because you might take off with the thing. You know? Yeah, there's huge sailing kites that are really huge. But yeah. anyway, the point I'm trying to say is that Joe, and this is Joe's cup of tea here. He's got to take a thing that doesn't work on that. That All right. All right. Yes, yes, because that one takes too long to travel. You have a, there was an ad that sold three different plans on how to build three different flying saucers. Oh. Um, I forget what exactly they were. I sent away, it was like $20 each one, each plan. I have it somewhere. I, I remember looking at it. I never got much into it, whatever. But there is Joe, and I mentioned this, Joe. There is a, I saw about four years ago, I was looking on the internet and there was like a Superman, which I think we spoke about this. It was a kite shaped like a Superman and it flew, man. And it looks like the guy was flying in the air and he looked like a human being because it was, it, oh, was yeah. cool. it was like two, three hundred bucks. I've been looking for it because I would love to buy that thing. And I think that's <laughs> the one that they confused in Los Angeles for being a guy up there in the air. I think I remember that. Yeah, that yeah, was cool. I, well, I tell you what, you know, Chuck had mentioned um, cemeteries and, you know, some paranormal stuff. And I was, you know, what was it, two, yeah, about two days ago, I was at the local uh, cemetery. It's kind of up on a hill, and there's there's some really old, you know, old, you know, mausoleum-type graves and, and, you know, some, you know, tombstones that are kind of cracked in half on that. A lot of it goes back to the, the early uh, 1800s and all oh, that. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I tell you, they're beautiful. So I was kind of just taking um, just a leisurely walk, and I really wanted to to look at some of the older uh, tombstones that were out there and see the oldest years I could find, and just some of the architecture is just beautiful. So I had stopped by this one, and it was it was just a little, you know, your typical tombstone, and I think it was from the the, the gentleman had passed like around eighteen, if I remember right, eighteen twenty three, I believe it was. Wow. I mean, you're, you're talking almost, you know, 200 years old. So I was just kind of standing there just looking at it like, man, this is, you know, this, this tombstone has lasted, you know, this long. And I was kind of, you know, wondering about wow. the guy in there. So I, I was looking, you know, around. I, th I thought I heard something. Uh -oh. you know, you're in the cemetery, like, uh oh, you know, what, what's freaking around? You know, I'm in Youngstown, somebody coming up. So thought I heard something and I'm like, okay, maybe it's you know, wind or chipmunks around or squirrels, you know, cause it's right next to the wooded area. So I'm kind of just, you know, just standing there looking at uh, the scenery and everything. And I hear something again. I'm uh -oh. like, what the heck is that noise? So I, I get down on the knee cause I thought it was coming. I'm like, okay. I'm like, is it, you know, can I hear it lower? Maybe I'm catching some wind or anything. So <laughs> nobody's around it. It's just me. 
and I hear it a little bit louder. I'm like, what the heck is this? Uh oh. So I put my ear to the ground by the tombstone and I hear. So that was definitely it. You know, I bet I bet Joe was an I bet Joe was an annoying kid. The two hundred year old corpse was farting under there. Yeah, you know what it is. If if you um, look at Joe, he was that little kid that plays in the in the magic show. You go, I said, "Quiet, boy, you bother me." (laughs) Oh my goodness! Oh, I hope I had everybody out there going. I was like, I was thinking, I was like, man, that would be great. I could get. Yeah, you had me. You had me me going. You know, hey, hey, but not to change the subject. I was watching a series. It looks like it's about a year old. It's called it's called cursed movies. Oh yeah. So like if you go oh, on yeah 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 you know if you go into your local cable system and maybe talk through the microphone and try and find it, I tell you it's pretty interesting. You know the, uh, the Omen is on there. You know uh, Gregory Peck who played the father on there. His uh, his uh, uh, plane actually got struck by lightning when he was traveling to the studio. There uh, there was another actor whose plane got struck by lightning. So that was two people right there that got struck. One of the one of I don't know if it was a director was was uh, like involved in some type of an accident and he got killed. I mean, it was a numerous thing. And then it went to the uh, Poltergeist movie, which we all know uh, Dominique Dunn, the the older daughter, was strangled by her uh, by her boyfriend. Uh, The young girl who played Carol Ann, she 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 died of like a a bowel obstruction. She was only about maybe 10 years old or something. Uh, the guy that played the reverend in like the second one, he had cancer when he was actually filming it. I mean, he was, he was really like a skeletal type of a look to him. And, and then it went to the wizard of Oz. There was problems on there. You know, it's just, it's just very interesting. And then, uh, plus it went to the crow, the movie, the crow with Brandon Lee, of course, you know, he, he uh, died at a very young age and his dad, Bruce Lee, that at a very young age as well so yeah. you know what you know if you want to watch something that's totally different check it out though it's it's, it's I, I think what i was what was interesting because i i did see a, a few of those and i just noticed that the wizard of oz is the newest one but during the um the first poltergeist when he was in the in the pit where it was all muddy and it was raining right skeletons come out those are actually real skeletons that they they use i guess during that time they they mm-hmm. had deals with you know uh, local hospitals and local universities oh, okay. borrow those wow. skeletons for stuff like that. Wow, that's what that's movie are you cool. talking about, Joe? Which movie? Uh, the original Poltergeist. Poltergeist. Really? I, I believe it was '83. Well, you know, it's funny that you guys say that. Uh, you know, with a regular. Did you ever? You remember that story when we were talking? I think we talked about it one time in one of the past podcasts that there was a haunted house, like one of those uh, amusement rides in one of the parks. And one of the guys up in the wall was actually the dead body of some criminal. I forgot who it was. And then wow. how in the world it got there. Isn't that something? <laughs> wow. Yeah. We had we had a costume store out here. Remember sharing maybe about 12 years ago, it, it made the news. It was just outside of uh, Pittsburgh somewhere. And there was a skeleton that was laying in a coffin. It turned out to be real. Somebody had noticed that this thing looks a little too too authentic, and they and they and they mentioned it. And a guy come in and said, "Yeah, this is a real skeleton. Where'd you get this?" So they had to do some research. I'm not exactly sure what happened, but yeah, it was in a local uh, it was in a local costume company. Well, you That's know, crazy. yeah, but even before going too far like that, out I forgot where it was in Canada or something. They had a museum, and the guy in um, I forget what it was. He had three mummies in the museum. 
And I think he was closing down or going out of business and he sold. And it turned out to be that one of the mummies was an actual museum uh, in the museum. Wow. Ramses the second. That's the guy that was around Moses time. Right. Uh, and they were wondering how in the world did that guy get here? It yeah. Authentic. And, and that's how they found Ramses. Wow. Uh, somebody must have sneaked it out of Cairo or whatever. So they, uh, <laughs> I think uh, Egypt sued and they got it back. But uh, that's crazy how sometimes those things appear out of nowhere. But you know, I, I always thought it was cool when horror movies, especially when they did like the, um, um, like the kind of like mad laboratory scenes, and you know they had all the the Jacob's ladder, all the sparks and stuff. Oh, I love it. Things. Yeah, the, yeah, the uh, the water, the bubbles, the concoction in the yeah. bubble. It's neat. Well, I always liked when those when those scenes there was a, a skeleton hanging somewhere. I always yeah. thought that was really cool that it was. Um, I know there was a lot of silent movies, and I'm trying to think of the um, the one silent movie where it shows his lab and there's a skeleton hanging with a clock right above it. And I always thought it was really cool. I can't I can't remember that. I did a article on it a few years ago, but. I always thought it was cool because of the the skeleton hanging with the clock. Yeah, that would be kind of like well, almost like you, time's up. <laughs> well, uh, if you think of that, post it on the forum. That would be kind of cool, man. I'd that would be. And Joe, I, I'm not sure, but I think that I read somewhere. I, I don't know if this is correct in saying this or not, but the Forgotten Prisoner of Castlemere. I could be wrong in this, like I said. From Aurora was inspired due to one of those films. Like wow. The guy who did that, because I forgotten prisoners, just that the guys in that. I mean, I love the artwork of that because it showed like the skeleton just looking up in the air, screaming, and just died there, man. You know, and the dungeon and stuff. I think that's one of the. I mean, that's my favorite model kit of all, the forgotten prisoner, because even though it was Dracula as a kid uh, for the Bella Lugosi look, but uh, that kid itself, the forgotten prisoner. It's just what Joe is talking about. There's nothing better, cooler than when you go to a dungeon, you got a skeleton there. Oh, it's great. I love hanging, it. You know? Yeah. I use a few, I use a few talking skulls during, you know, like the Halloween shows. I have a, I have a skull that, you know, will like clack his jaw once for yes, twice for no, you know, for like, for like card selections and stuff like that. That's a, that's a really, really cool thing to use in magic shows, especially on Halloween. Didn't you sell me that, uh, Chuck? Yeah, I sold you the smaller one. Yep, yep. Yeah, that's a that's a beautiful that's a beautiful one. Yep. Yeah, and uh, also another thing is uh, I I was looking the other day because um, here's what's happened. As you guys know, I'm, I've been working on the plans for the Houdini robot, and I was looking through uh, some videos, and, and I forget what reason I was looking at the videos because I needed to come up and send Todd something, and. Um, it was a title. I don't know what was any, but anyway, I was going, going through, and I found the St. Augustine trip that I did with my daughter and son about two, two and a half years ago. And I'm walking down, and it passes in front of a, a tombstone. What Joe is talking about, but this is funny because when you know how when you're walking down the street, and and the end of the street turns into like a triangle where the block ends. Right. The triangle we're talking is 10, 15 feet thick. In that area, there's an old cemetery that's about, I think the cemetery is no more than 20 feet by maybe 50. Oh, I've seen it. You know what? I've seen a few of those. Those are cool and they're really old, right? They're oh, very... yeah. Well, the tombstone had uh, 1740-something. Holy smokes. So you can't even, uh, to like 18-something. I said, oh, my God. And then the coolest thing is when you go into the Castillo St. Marcos, which is the only known castle in North America. Is made of coral, uh, like crushed corals, 
Oh, wow. And like each wall is like eight feet thick, whatever. Joe, you're never going to break in there, buddy. So the whole thing <laughs> is that if you look at that, all that on the wall itself, of course, some of it has like plexiglass trying to cover it. Mm -hmm. so people won't touch it. It says like in Spanish because you can see the Spaniards were there. And it's like we arrived here in 14 something and it has dates like that. I'm like, oh, my God. Wow. That's unbelievable. Hey, Chuck, that's it's crazy, man. Hey Chuck, the name of that movie with it in it is uh, it's called Genuine. It's from 1920. And I, if you guys want to see a photo of it, I just posted it in okay, the, uh, the forum. Uh, so for everyone out there, if you want to go to houseoftheunusual.com in our forum section, just posted it under the uh, the Monster Kid section on page two. And it's a, a skeleton where the, the clock replaces the face. And it's kind of in... Uh, <laughs> the the mad doctor's kind of science room and it's you know it's it's not that kind of laboratory you start seeing in in you know the 30s and 40s and into the the 50s mm -hmm. but it's it's very uh it's very creepy in its it, its own way and it still have has a lot of that german expressionist uh to the decor of that that scene so yeah Me definitely, definitely. Me... Out, man and if you guys never seen the movie it, it's it's a very good movie it's called genuine and it's a silent movie from 1920. I, I highly wow. recommend it. Yeah, I'll definitely, I'll definitely I'm, check that out. I'm going to bring up something when you mentioned the site, Joe. Uh, Joe, you had earlier, I think, connected, and that's when I realized what I think it's happening. Yeah, I, I, not too many people know that about a week ago or so, I was called by Todd that somebody had hacked our site. Apparently, somebody who had none better to do registered their name 47 times. Wow. And they started posting all sorts of things all over the site. So I contacted Todd. And told him, thanks for telling me. And then I got on the uh, telephone with uh, Wix. Uh, and we were trying to figure out how to block this guy. So two things that happen is for members that are going to become members, there the two things is going to happen. One is they got one of those, which I hate them, but you know what? Got two things where you <laughs> have to prove you're human. Right. The other thing is a lot of members that are registered might be asked to register again. And they go across, they send me the email, and I have to approve every membership now. Um, uh, I hate the idea that this happened. But, I mean, you this guy is not one time. He's hit us three times already. That's uh, crazy. Last couple of months, I was able to block him. He did it one time. This time, he did 47 individuals. That's ridiculous. And he you know, posted 47 wow. different things all across the forum with <laughs> different names. And uh, Todd said his... Uh, you know, the, the notification bell was going nuts on his phone, so he had to shut it off. Wow. Are you aware of this, Joe? You no, I, I, wasn't, I wasn't aware of that because um, for some reason I haven't been getting notifications. But I did go on uh, at one time, I think, after the last time I spoke with you and you had told me that somebody was posting spam on there. And I had went on and, and seen somebody posting, so I, I, I blocked them and then removed uh, their post and them. Wow. You know what? You know what? That's a shame that somebody who doesn't have a life, yeah, you know, nothing better to do. yeah, with nothing better to do, that probably has a mental disorder, is gonna, uh, you know, put on forty, you know, go into forty-seven accounts and wow. post post this stuff. Well, what is sure, I'm but sure they, it's under investigation, right? Yeah, I, I hope well, so. Well, what happened is, uh, yeah, the the spam gets forwarded to like the FBI type of thing. Oh, good. good. But the problem with that is that the. Uh, Individual in question went by, uh, I think it was Happy a Day, something like that, or night, Have a Nice Day. I forgot what the name was, but then he changed the numbers. 
like he did 77 40 41 50 you know like that and he did it 47 times you, you know what i say to somebody like that that's it hey you know what we were real quick uh we were talking about the the form and there's something i really wanted to talk about today so uh i want to get to it before we run out of time today and it's uh definitely want to thank uh alba labs on the forum site for posting this because i had forgot all about it and it is the the pet rock now, oh yeah yeah i remember those. you know th- there's a really cool and I, I was i never had in a original pet rock when i was young but we Aww. when we first heard about it we would go get rocks from um from the field next to our house and we would clean them up real nice polish them up and put you know little googly eyes on them uh-huh. yeah you know, and with cray paper or um construction paper put you know a smiley face or something on it so we used to do cool stuff like that but you know this really brought back some memories when uh alba labs put on the the forum site here about the the pet rock so for anybody out there that doesn't know what the pet rock is, which if we have any any younger listeners might not know, so the pet rock was uh, created by Gary Dahl in 1975. Oh wow! Uh-huh. In the first six months, he sold uh, over a million of them for four dollars each. Wow! He became a millionaire, and they pretty much were were discontinued after the the first six months because the sales were so low. But, you know, the pet rock was, you know, it was something that was so, so simple to make. And oh. it was just this, this cool little thing that, you know, it was almost like kind of like a shot at, you know, the toys out there because this guy just made something so stupid and so simple. And it was such a genius idea. It was a good um, idea. Yeah. yeah. And many people, you know, started to imitate it over the years. Like there was one that I seen um, that was posted on the form, the lovable, rubbable, leash trained pebble pal. Yeah, you know, which I thought was was really cool. So you know, I guess there, there are some knockoffs out there, but um, what would what, did you guys have a pet rock? Would you guys ever experience this yeah. uh, cultural yeah, phenomenon? Well, you had one. I I had, I had one. one. Yeah, you had one. And that was around the time that the mood ring came out too. The if I'm not mistaken, yeah. about the mid seventies. Yeah. Now, guys, what do you remember what you named your pet rock? I I, I called him Little Joe. Little oh, Joe. Little Joe. <laughs> <laughs> I think I called him. I think I called him Ralph. 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 Well, <laughs> I, I got Ralph. some news. I, I don't know if I've mentioned this in a past, past podcast, but ready for this? And it all it's all around the pet rock. I was actually going to write it on the forum. And I said, let me sit down because it's going to take me about half an hour to write. In my job last year, there's a gentleman. He's now in charge. I'm not going to say his name because, you know, of course, right. we'll find. He's in charge of the entire country's Revlon um, makeup line. Like, he's the one in charge of all the, oh, okay. the, sure. the, the advertising and stuff. And he goes to me, you know, Eddie, I got to tell you a funny story. And I said, well, he goes, you know, when I was little, my my father, because, you know, my father's over from uh, Sweden, whatever he said. And there was this gentleman who had my father print this box. And he goes, did you ever hear the pet rock? And I go, uh. yeah. <laughs> and he showed me and I couldn't. He goes, my father, my father's like 90 something, he says, you know, uh, he I, he was telling me the father actually 90 something. He had passed away. I don't remember right now or not, but he was cleaning up the house 
of his dad because you know the house uh, the guy whatever passed away or or went to a nursing home i don't remember the exact reason but he goes and he got me an original non-folded pet rock box wow because what happened was his father was the one printing the boxes for this individual in this country isn't and that something said that his father would send him to the brook with his cousin and he would go and pick up rocks and put them in the boxes. <laughs> and the thing I'm trying to say is that he, he was so fascinated by the story. He said his father made thousands and thousands. He got rich off of that. But what I was going to tell you is that I've been trying. And this is funny that you brought up the pet rock. and Al Babas is, is doing that in the forum because it's something that's been in my mind for some time. And I've been trying to get a hold of him to be in our podcast and tell the story of the pet rock. Yeah, that would be but, interesting. Uh, that would be very interesting. But yeah, but I met him, and the best part, I thought one of the coolest things he did was get me an original box that he found in his father's house. I just got to know where I put it. Oh, uh, that would that would be cool. Yeah. I think but, around that, I think around that time too. The uh, I think they were called clicker clackers. Remember that they were like yeah. those two hard yeah. balls that were on those strings, and you'd always smash your fingers. I mean, whether you tried to or not, I mean, I, I'd always go ow, and I throw it. You know, yeah, but, uh, Joe uh, Chuck. The reason for the clicker clackers to stop is because they were made of glass. That's right. And, and they prohibit the sale of them due to the fact that a lot of people are getting hurt. Yeah. Joe, Joe, what we're talking about are the two balls that you tack, 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 tack. And you're supposed to, like, you know, swing their like, two pendulums. Yep, exactly like that, Joe. <laughs> oh, gosh. <laughs> yeah, I remember the, the clicker clackers. And then, uh, you know, while I was looking at some of the pet rock stuff, I, I didn't. I was looking at the Chia Pet. I didn't realize the Chia Pet actually came out in 1977. I thought that was a, a product of like the, the mid-80s and all that. But uh, That was when I was young. They used to sell yeah. them. You know, I never had a, a Chia Pet either. Johnson oh, Smith. Johnson Smith Company was very famous in the 70s, selling the little head of the guy growing hair. I remember. I remember. Yep. Yeah, it was like a, a Chia Pet. But instead of the Chia Pet, it was just the face of a guy. Yeah, right, that's right. hair. That that's yeah. very old, Joe. Very old. You're you're behind the times, Joe. I'm telling <laughs> you, man. I I must be because yeah, I didn't know it was that old. I th I thought it was from from the 80s, but yeah, those are were some definitely some throwbacks, man. And um, are you are you guys, Eddie? You might be maybe familiar more with this, but are there other pet rock knockoffs out there? There's quite a few that have come throughout the years. Quite a few, at least three or four. But I can tell you something. Another thing, other than the pet rock that was super big, is they used to create this little thing called the fidget. And what it was, it was a little uh, small, about, I don't know, two inches across, little glass plastic thing that when you move your finger in the background, you were able to create uh, different things. Do you remember that, Chuck? No, I do remember that. Yep, I do. Yep. And then they had one thing that was like a window, and it, it kind of looked like an oval shaped uh, mirror the women use in the bathroom, that type of thing like that. But it had inside like landscapes and it was kind of like um, with black sand mixed with white sand and it would create different diagrammas. All that stuff were very big with the mood ring mm -hmm, and, mm -hmm. and all that stuff came like in the mid 70s. The pet rock though, the problem with the pet rock though, it did come and it was a quick go and come type of thing. It was. It came, uh, it came and yeah. went fast. How about the worm? You remember the little fuzzy worm on the string? That goes back quite a while. The fuzzy worm on the spring. Are you talking about the um, squirmel? Yeah. Yep. Squirmel. Yeah, the squirmel when it came on. Um, 
it was, you know, like the magic chair. And then there was a thing called the pet ghost, which didn't last too long. Uh, they sell them on eBay now for like twenty, thirty dollars an original. But is, was, is that the one that you sent me, Eddie? The pet? That's cool. That's really neat. Yeah. Well, the the original pet ghost, if you remember that, what it was, they showed it on TV. It it would have like a, a top hat, little table that was made of cardboard. Excuse me. And 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 you know, you open it up, and the ghost would float in the air between your fingers. Mm-hmm. The squirmel just when the squirmel came out, that took the world by storm. Yeah, it that was very very popular. You know what's funny? I actually, in a flea market years ago, like 20 years ago, I bought the display that you would put the worm inside and oh. it would travel all up and down through like strings and stuff attached to it. Nice. I don't know where it is. I've been going crazy looking for that because I know Dave Harverson has asked me for it. And I just, I, I'm hoping, in fact, that, that was in the back of my mind the other day as I was moving stuff. I wonder if it's in one of these boxes. Mm-hmm. Um, but what I'm saying, the squirmel was big. But they, when you're talking about the pet rock, uh, there was one that was called something like the pet brick. It was like a piece of brick or something. I forgot exactly. Uh, they had, a, I think, a rock from Alcatraz. Uh, you know, like that, that whole idea. Mm-hmm. What, what from the pet rock did come, if you guys remember, uh, before the Cabbage Patch Kids, yeah, uh, they all had the same idea of, of the the rock that you had a birth certificate for or whatever. They came the magic the pa- cabbage patch kids. Oh, I remember uh, yeah. because of the birth certificate took off as a storm. Then they had another one. If you guys remember, I forgot the name of this Joe, but this is definitely a copy of the pet rock, which is um like a little robot type of thing that it, it would automatically. I forgot the name of it. But it had like a little face that would turn on and, and, and the robot, you could teach it as you bought it. Um, gosh, I don't remember what it was even called. Do you have any idea, Joe? This no, I, no I don't know. I'm not real familiar with any of the uh, the knockoffs of the Pet Rock. Yeah. Well, the, the, when you say knockoff of the Pet Rock, it's just a fact is that the Pet Rock's idea was, here's a pet you don't have to feed. The food is very cheap. <laughs> and, and basically, you didn't have to even walk or anything. So they gave you up a rock. And all you do is they had like a certificate. You can name it. And so it was basically a stupid idea. They just took off and made the guy a fortune selling rocks. Oh, yeah. That that was a phenomenon. And then around 1974-75, I remember the Marshall Brodeen Magic Kit. The, uh, the uh, TV uh, Magic Kit came out. Oh, and... yeah. that was big, though. That, that last uh, Marshall was, Bordeen to this day still sells some of that stuff. I mean, yeah, but but that when they came out, it was on a commercial every day after school, and I'd watch it. I bugged my parents so bad that they got me one for Christmas, and I was yeah. I was so excited. <laughs> nice. Oh, it was great. Yeah, those magic sets were phenomenal. The TV magic cards, the TV. Oh. We sold a couple of sets, and but I got to tell you though, Marshall Bordeen did pretty well, I guess, because of the ads. And, and yes, he funny. did. But, yep. you know, what they call fads. Fads are like things that pop up. In fact, there's a book out there that shows you all the different uh, fads from Whammo, the... Uh, the oh, oh, yeah. Whammo was very popular. I remember. Oh, yeah. I Do you remember. remember the Super Bounce Ball from Whammo? Is oh, absolutely. Whammo. That was, like, you know, a big, big thing in our, when we were kids. Yeah, I had the... I had the crazy car. I think that was by Whammo. It was a circular car with circular wheels that you, there was a handle on the inside of each one. And then uh, your hand would grip it and you'd rotate it. That's how it would, it would propel, but it would go in like a circular motion. It was called crazy car. 
that may that may have been by whammo i'm not sure that was oh man i, I think it was and um yeah 1972 i'd say maybe you know what it sounds crazy but even like <laughs> there was something about airborne stuff even the the frisbee you you know you throw it up and that's i think that the only toy that actually got airborne man because yeah. i tried every every type of remote control aircraft whatever can never get the darn thing to fly, man. No, no. Hey, hey speaking of airborne stuff, how about jarts? Boy, they were they were pretty safe, huh? <laughs> oh, long, yeah, those are great. <laughs> which one? Which one? We used to jarts. have. I remember having those. Yeah, jarts. I think they were called, man. Those, those things were they, they were impelling people's heads and everything. Oh, it's, what is that? I'm trying to think. What's that? I don't remember the name. I like well, like Joe said, that's those lawn darts. But I think they were called jarts, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, oh, there was. Man. It, it was it was like a big dart. <laughs> it, it was a set of darts with big wings, like you'd throw it in the air and you'd have to go into a hoop. You'd land it like horseshoes, but in a hoop. It was laid on the grass, and uh, people were getting seriously injured by that. Yeah, they, they, they made so many toys. Even that thing with the, it's funny because uh, the glass balls that you click, clackers, whatever they were called. Yeah. And those things, my cousin had one. She used to go, pa 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 pa. She was good at it. And I'm thinking to myself, are you kidding me, man? That thing could have freaking taken my eye out. You know? Oh, like, yeah. I'd always scratch my fingers constantly. Yeah. I remember I get so mad. They they were not that hard to do once you, you got the ring of it. But oh, um yeah. But like the moon, you know, the moon rings themselves, when they came out, they were selling that stuff for ten dollars a piece. Isn't that hard to believe? Yeah, wow. and then it went down, which is crazy at the time. Then it went down to like a dollar. What ninety nine cent? Yeah. What about the gut buster? Remember that thing when they first um <laughs> the gut buster was uh, this thing that you put in your window, I mean, in your doorknob, and it had a, um, I don't know, uh, gut buster. And remember, you would lie down on the floor and you attach, it was like basically two pulleys right. attached yeah. to your doorknob. I remember. You have a hoop on each pulley and the rope, and you would put one on each foot and one in your hand, and then you, you pull up and one foot go up in the air. I remember. Yeah. Yeah, I remember. Oh, Man, yeah. that, that thing was sold for 20-some dollars, and they sold thousands. No, wow. the, the gut buster is the big, giant spring that you attach both your feet to it, and then you're supposed to do sit-ups with it. Remember that one? Yep. Yeah. Oh, I remember. Back when we were dating, Sherry, I bought you... We had the, uh, that app. Uh, the app. The app. The app. What's that thing with Suzanne Summers? What we yeah, yeah, I was just going to tell you. No, that one Five master Kegel, Kegel something. Actually, I, I, I'm not pronouncing it right. What oh. is it, Joe? You're the fitness guy. What do they call that? Kegel, like when you between your legs, you press a spring together and it tries to do your yeah. I'm yeah, well, I remember what you're talking about. Right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this to help your thighs. I bought Sherry a, a thigh master, thigh master, what by Suzanne Summers. Yeah, yeah and Susan Summer made a fortune with that. Oh, yeah. yeah. And I've seen a little documentary about that. Those things at first weren't selling real good until she put a little page that was enclosed, it was her workout page, but that. But that that little stupid page, that's yeah. what made it sell. Is that crazy? Well, that that's the whole thing because it showed her, and and then uh, they they made that into. Uh, gosh, I can't pronounce the name. I think it's Kegel or something. <laughs> Exercise, Kegel. yeah. It's supposed yeah. to be like it's supposed to help women that yeah. let's say are having urinary tract problems, and they can right. yeah, it helps them with like that in, type like of incontinence. Yeah, yeah, yeah and they went on and they went <laughs> to the next level, and they even sell them to this day with different names. But um, then I remember there was another one. Uh, this was kind of funny. Um, 
it showed women how to let's say make their butt tighter, bigger. Oh, uh, the other uh, butt pulley. Oh, is that called the butt blaster or something? I like think that? it was. It was a pulley. Yeah. Attached to your doorknob again. Another pulley. <laughs> <laughs> and the leg will go up. I mean, honestly, it's funny wow. how people would market those things. Oh, it was unbelievable. And what about yeah. that? Remember that spring that it was a spring you bend in the middle? Oh, I remember that. Real tight, and you had to strain it out. And I remember that. Luferino bending it, and yep. you would think that it would make you like that. Well, my father-in-law one day he went to use it, and because uh, they had like the bicycle grips on each side, yeah, they had the bicycle grips. Yeah, yeah, one of them slipped out, and it hit. It would it almost broke the heck out of his jaw. <laughs> oh my god, that was so dangerous. <clears throat> but the most popular one, I think, was the Bullmaster. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, the Bullmaster is a big thing with the two strings attached. You have to like, you know. Oh yeah. It. Hey, how about the how about the Ginsu knives? Do you remember the commercial? The guy would be inside of a car. He, he'd be in a, you don't want to cut you don't want to cut a radiator hose with a knife, do you? But you could do it with a Ginsu knife. I mean, it was just, <laughs> it was just goofy. Didn't even make any sense. Some of the commercials. Oh, the the oh. biggest one that I think took a people for the right one the most was DD Seven. Remember when the guy would put something in ink and he put DD Seven and it turned clear white. Oh, yeah, yeah. You remember the guy who go on TV, national TV, I forgot who it was, and mm-hmm. he sold you this tube, so it looked like a toothpaste tube, and then they would put it in, and if you have if you have a stain in your clothes, you have DD. Yeah. yeah. That was such a lie. Yeah, Sherry bought something like that when we first got married about 30 years ago, because I remember I, have, I was wearing a tuxedo shirt with my magic shows. It actually ate holes in it, remember? It chewed no, up. No, it chewed Jerry, the, that wasn't it. Oh, was it something else? Yeah. Well, something else she put her chewed holes in my shirt. I remember. Uh, yeah, you know what it was that OxyClean. OxyClean or something. Yeah. yeah. Oh, OxyClean. Yeah, we never used it. Yeah, it actually chewed that. holes in my shirt. So Are you ridiculous. serious? Yeah. Well, you know what's <laughs> kind of funny, though? You know that people don't realize that, but that stuff that came out in the 80s and 90s is what made the government, especially the Federal Trade Commission, hit big companies like Sears, right. Kmart, for <laughs> false advertising. And that's what messed up the comic book mail order uh, age. But then, again, let's be honest, comic books, they were little kids like there's no tomorrow. But you know what, though? I miss those days. That's what we makes miss. us a collector's, man. I, I like yeah. getting ripped off. I tell you what, I think we miss getting ripped off. You know, Yeah, man. that's what I miss because that was, <laughs> it let me dream dreams that weren't real. And then you kind of, I you know, but let's admit it, like the the fact with the seven-foot ghost obeys your commands. You have oh, yeah. the string. Yeah, you control. You control meant a string. I know. Yeah, yeah, you control. No, basically, you commence with the biggest things in the comic books. But let's be honest, though, they somehow fulfilled what they said, but in a, in ironically, in a in a crazy in a yeah, crazy way, you know. Yeah, a very deceptive way. I think I bought those dinosaurs, Eddie. Remember, there was like six dinosaurs, and, and they looked really cool. It was like a dollar ninety nine. It was it was like balloons you blow up and it had flat yeah, dinosaur, yeah. dinosaur feet that you put there's a slit and you blow the balloon up you tie the end you put it between the feet, and I oh, remember I I showed my mother that she goes you got ripped off again what is wrong with you she was so mad <laughs> you know uh, in the book Mother Mysteries minds are shown the seven it was seven gigantic dinosaurs for uh, two ninety eight that, that's it um, the thing that got me on that was this was kind of funny though because as a kid I was going to order it and I didn't then when I got married. Uh, like two years in, my, my youngest daughter's born. And I go into a uh, store in the mall and the store was Channel 13. I think it was called Channel 13, whatever. And they were selling this two feet tall dinosaurs that were inflatable for like 17 bucks each one. 
Mm-hmm. I don't know what made me think. I mean, this was insane. I see the picture of the dinosaurs. <laughs> ready for this? Going to make you laugh. I ordered it. They still had it. They originally used to be a dollar back in the seventies, but when I was, it was like two ninety eight for the thing, and I ordered them. And when I got the balloons, I was like, "Wow, man!" <laughs> so the company, the company kept ripping off people up to like the eighties. Yeah. Oh and, yeah. Uh, I still have mine. You can see them in the, um, you know what do you call it? You can see them in the mail order mysteries. If you look inside, you'll see. Oh, that's right. Yeah. And one of them I actually blew up, and and it's kind of a little more stretched out, so I didn't use it there. But uh, it was all with the same idea. The balloon that was the doll shaped balloon. Right. Uh, and really crummy line art, and that's the same balloon that they used <laughs> in <laughs> Seven Creatures from Outer Space. The 48-inch talking monster from out of space. All those ads oh, from the 70s used the same balloons. I tell you what, I never wised up. I kept buying that stuff. You know, like there was a good friend of mine I grew up with. He got robbed one time, and he said, that's it, I'm done. I kept I kept buying crap. You know, I just didn't have any sense. I just kept doing it. Nobody did. I, I still, to this day, I, I like buying junk just for the. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I go into the, about two years ago, three years ago, they came out with a perfume called Alien in, in, in uh, Macy's. I take oh, a look wow. at it, smell like an alien thing. In fact, if Joe put it, he guarantees care away all the ghosts that come around. <laughs> and it was $80, $79. I actually bought a bottle because of the bottle shit. Oh. Oh my goodness! I mean, I'm that stupid, you know. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, man. We just got that in us. We like the mail order stuff. I know. We get excited when a package comes in the mail. Let's face it. I think I, everybody. Look, I don't drink coffee, and rarely do I do. But there's this one that's called Death, uh, Death Something Coffee in uh, <laughs> in Whole Foods, and I pay fifteen dollars just because the box is so phenomenal. Ooh, we'll have to check that out. Coffee. Strongest coffee on earth, something like that. But it was—it's called death something. Like death. I, I, I think that's the only thing that pumps through my veins is coffee. <laughs> yeah, I tell you what, if I don't drink two cups in the morning with uh, Sherry, both of us, we won't—we yeah. won't wake up. We yeah, have to. Like yeah, we have to drink two cups in the morning. We have yeah, to. I, I probably go through about four cups a day, man, and yeah. it keeps you know, me I, going. I stopped one time that the doctor told me it's not good for the prostate and stuff, especially when you're over the age of fifty. It makes you know, enlarged and stuff. So I try to stay away from too much caffeine. Yeah, you're, yeah, you're, you're, you're probably the, better off. You're probably and, better you know, off. You know what, guys? I You know, talking about buying things like that, in uh, on Amazon, they have things like the hottest, you know, uh, like, for example, they have one thing called um, uh, hot sauce from hell. All mm-hmm. that stuff. I buy that stuff just because of the bottling. Of it. Oh, the labels are beautiful. The uh, labels are we, phenomenal. I man. think we bought our son Michael a, a couple of those. Remember, uh, it was like it was like the Grim Reaper, the, uh, the Grim. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, it was really yeah. cool. It was there's, very. There's a potato chip that they had a challenge because every time these things come out, you go on YouTube. Mm-hmm. It's like the challenge. It's supposed to be one million jolts of of whatever heat, and it's a it's a um, what do you call those potato chips? A triangular. Um, yeah, tortilla chips. Yeah, yeah tortilla. it's supposed to be the hottest tortilla, and they sell you one tortilla chip for forty bucks. I bought it for the boxing. Yeah, tell them, Sherry. It, it's so hot that, that you see the people on, on the YouTube do it, and they're like they're running for their lives. Yeah, hey guys, my wait. son, my son got. My son got that. Somebody bought it for him for his birthday a couple years ago. My older son Michael, and he took a piece, and oh my god, he was so sick. 
I didn't know what to do. I just told him um, he was taking everything he could think of. He was burning. And then I said, well, drink some milk. And finally, that settled it down. But um, yeah. yeah, that those can be pretty wicked. Yeah, hey guys, I, ha I hate to step in here, but we got about 40 seconds left. So I'm going to wrap it up real quick. So okay. I want to thank everybody out there for uh, for joining us once again this week. And a thank you to Eddie, Chuck, and Sherry for joining right. us in great conversation. So everybody out there, make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. Give us a good review, please. We would appreciate it. And mm -hmm. also check us out on YouTube, House of the Unusual. Uh, subscribe to our channels, like our videos, and uh, Eddie and Chuck are posting every week. And you could also find this at our flagship site, houseoftheunusual.com, with our free forum and much more to do. So that's yeah. it. Good night, everyone. Always a pleasure. Bye -bye. No, you didn't tell me that you can grow hair with the chip if you ate one. <laughs> but anyway, I was going to tell you that. Well, goodbye, everybody. God bless. Okay, Bye. God bless. Bye-bye. Thank you.